0: Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now, your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about leadership and i've touched on it before on a a previous episode uh spongebob stoner pants about how um, i've kind of messed some of these things up i want to talk about it some more because leadership in my opinion, is the very one thing you have to be good at to run a company, especially a big service company. You have got to have good leadership skills, and so I'm pretty sure I can't touch on that subject enough. And I'm going to keep uh, bringing it up at different times and talking about different struggles that I have in, as uh, in leadership, and and also struggles I've seen other people uh, have problems with. So. I'm going to start with one of my favorite. Well, actually, I'm going to back up. I want to start with thanking some of the listeners out there that have contacted me. It really means a lot. I uh, went to my daughter had a, a birthday, uh, uh, kind of a get together this last week, and I met one of the uh, one of her friends that listens to my podcast every week, and it was kind of funny because we were at dinner and and she she knew every episode and, she, and Stephanie, if you're listening, uh, thank you for that. It was great to meet you and. And she knew a lot of the things I'd already talked about and we were talking business and other things. And, and she would repeat, you know, some of the things I'd talked about in the past It was very flattering. And then I also had a consulting client in this week. Um, Corey and his wife came in and we worked on their business for a couple of days. It was super great. He'd read my books. He had, um, of my book, not plural, and listen to my podcasts. And he knew what I'm, you know, how I'm wired and what we're going to talk about. And so he was actually very prepared for the two days of cons- consultation where some people coming in just, they're not ready. They, it's like drinking from a fire hose. It, it's just a lot. But Corey was very much in the pocket. He knew where we were going. He was very excited to do it. And we got, had a great two days of working on his business. So, I just want to thank everyone that's, that's reaching back. It means a lot to me. It means you know that this podcast is doing something and people are getting something out of it. And so for me, that's, that's why I'm doing it. But I do want to talk about leadership. And uh, I tell a story. Uh, I've told it for years. I read about it in a book called Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden. And it's a, the buffalo and the cow story. And if you've heard me talk about it before, you can fast forward. Uh, and if you haven't, or you'd like to hear it again, this is a, a really a fascinating story about uh, a true phenomenon that happens in the wild, but it is, it's really a great leadership and business truth. In, in a lot of businesses that I consult with, one of the number one things that happens is they, they don't confront a problem. It's a known issue. Everyone in the company knows of the issue. The leader knows of the issue. It's either an employee or it could be finances. It could be uh, a spouse. It could be any number of things. And everybody knows the problem, but nobody wants to confront it. Um, A lot of times it is finances. They don't want to know their numbers. They don't want to get into it. And then, uh, probably the most common is some problematic employee. And what happens with those employees is they probably do some things really, really well. And then they have this luggage, this baggage with them that they do terribly, and it's just not enough to fire them or get rid of them. And it's it's even can be hard to reprimand them because they kind of have some type of power and they can come back on you and you're worried about that. And that just builds on itself because the other employees and the other people see that you aren't addressing the problem. And it, and also same with the employee that you might not be addressing the issue with, and it kind of grows and grows, gets harder and harder to, to, um, you know, confront, and then what do you do? You're gonna, you're. It's just gonna blow up to something big. So, I tell the story about the buffalo and the cows because it's, it's what happens in. Uh, I think it's around Colorado, Kansas, where they have, you know, they have buffalo out there, but they also have cows, kind of living in the same land. And the story is about what happens when a storm is coming. And let's just say a big blizzard is coming, and the when the storm is coming, the cows will naturally try to run away from the storm. The storm is coming up over the mountains. It's coming at them. They see it. They turn. They try to go away from it. And, you know, they're not very fast, and they're they're going to be fenced in, but they're trying to go away from it. But what really happens is they they kind of get exposed to the weather longer. It stays over them longer. They um, you know and, and they just actually have the problem in their lives longer than really possible. It could be different. So. What's different is a buffalo will naturally turn and face, they face into the bad weather. In fact, they walk through it, walk toward it, and therefore they get through it faster. They they will encounter it faster, but they get through it faster too, if that makes sense. So obviously in business we all can be cows sometimes and we don't face something and we get exposed to the problem longer but we really want to be buffalo we really want to buffalo up you know and and if you're one of those cow type leaders or cow type people and you don't address things you know just try to address it faster i've i've learned for myself that I want to address things very quickly now. I'm very fast to address them, and I address them very, very abruptly a lot of times. I don't let stuff sit out there, I don't let it just wane and grow. It, it only gets worse. Most all the problems in business start off very small. It's just a very small little thing, but you don't address it, and it grows. And so if I've got a problem in my company that is operational, I need to hire the right operational people to fix the problem. If it's something with the people, I need to address it with the people and get them the resources they need or, you know, get them something they need or they they need to move on and can't work for me and I need to get somebody else in the role that's really not the common thing it's more more often we need to come up with a different system that addresses the problem because i've got a fantastic group of people and they're very flexible and they're very knowledgeable so they and they care about me and they care about the company so they will work very hard at fixing problems and we're really good at it but that story i think is is Something you need to think about in your life. Where are you being like a cow and where are you being a buffalo? And should you be a buffalo more often? And I don't mean being a jerk or, or, you know, a a bad person. It's just addressing the problems faster. And the better you get at it, the faster you can go as a business and as a leader. You know, I tell another story that, you know, I was such a bad leader at, at one point that. Some of my employees were, were starting to fight with each other. Literally, they were picking on each other. And this was probably probably about 2006, so you know, 13 years ago or so. And I, I, I really just wanted to be people's friends. I wanted to be their buddy. I didn't want to hold them accountable. I didn't want to be the big boss guy. And so I knew about these two employees that really did not like each other. And they were really at each other's throats. They were very young uh, apprentices at the time, but they both ran their mouth a lot, and everybody was kind of getting a kick out of these two guys, and they wanted to fight each other, and I knew about this, and one of the most embarrassing times for me as a leader is I knew that these guys left to go fight each other at a park, and I knew that a bunch of my employees were going to watch it, and I did not do anything about it. And when I look back on that moment, I thought, uh, what a weak leader I was. What a weak. Why didn't I stand up for it and say, no, you're not doing this? I mean, today that would not even happen. I'd be that, That's not even going to happen in my business, and I would be right in the middle of it. But it was a time of weakness. And, you know, in our lives, we can, we can look back and say, gosh, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have done that. And this is one of those moments that I really should have done something different and I didn't. Well, they went and fought, and the one guy, you know, totally clobbered the other guy, and everybody talked about it. And actually, they became kind of more friends afterwards, but it was still an embarrassing leadership problem for me, and I just did not do the right thing. So, at the same time, one time we were going out on a my son and my wife and I were we decided to go uh, canoeing down a local river and um, I rented a, a canoe and we there we, was actually three of us in one canoe it just seemed to make more sense today I probably would have done two canoes but we went down the river and we were paddling through And it was a nice summer day and we rounded this bin and we heard these really loud kids you know yelling and screaming and like kind of redneck kids just going crazy at the bend and we were like trying to kind of like not hide but just kind of skirt by them and so they wouldn't say anything to us and they were just you know playing in the water and swinging off of a rope swing and having all kinds of fun and my my wife said look it's an ashbusters job fair and I, i I laughed but it was so embarrassing and true at the same time because that was the kind of guys i was hiring i was just hiring guys that were kind of crazy kind of wild just you know would fight and yell and cuss and just but they would work they were not afraid of heights they would come into work they were overall appreciative of a job and you know it was just me at the time and who i'd hired so I'll never forget that moment. It was there was a couple really low moments for me in 2006, 7 and 8 while I learned how to do this. But you know, I kept grinding and I kept working and you know, I learned I learned a couple things. I learned that neediness as a leader is terrible and neediness as a you know as a husband or neediness as a wife or neediness in itself is bad and and but vulnerability is actually good neediness came from me needing for for acceptance to be accepted by these employees and i needed to be liked and i needed you know that was in my mind what i needed so therefore i would not hold them accountable and i would not stand up for certain things and I would just let other things go. And I I needed that. Um, I learned probably about 2010 that you neediness is terrible, but being vulnerable and being open and saying, Hey, I messed up and I really am not doing this right. Or I need to be better at this. That's actually very strong. And so if you're a leader being vulnerable and being open is not a weakness. In fact, you will get more strength and more people rallying around you if you're if you're real and you're not trying to hide weaknesses and trying to be something that you're not. But I hope that those two things are clear that one is good and one is terrible. It, neediness is terrible if you're dating, like if you're a guy listening and you're you're, you know, dating someone, you know, as soon as you're figured out to be a needy kind of person, that's usually a turnoff for a lot of of people. But there's a whole other group of people who love to fix needy people, but that's usually a disastrous type relationship. Um, I like some books by Mark Manson. He wrote um, a book called Models, where he talks about that. And I found that models, it was a lot of dating advice that he came up with, but I heard it was actually had some really good leadership uh, takeaways, and I really enjoyed that book. And then he wrote another book called uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a an F. F. And I, that book is, there's some really interesting concepts in there and, and really opened my eyes to a lot of things, and I highly recommend both of those books. But, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in The Subtle Art, he talks about, true happiness, and, and really how to be happy in life. And it comes from really finding problems that you like to solve and solving them. Uh, happiness does not come from a lack of problems. So in leadership, I've learned that I actually like to find problems I like to lead my company through them and solve them, and that just ends up being more pro- more problems to solve. But I like those, and that's what gives you, you know, you know what you enjoy in life. That's what you. That's what gives you satisfaction in life is having problems that you solve. You know, um, and also the level of the problems that you get good at solving is kind of determines your success. You know, uh, it's kind of a never ending spiral upward, but the joy is in the climb and the struggles that you have determine your successes. And I I think I talked about this before, but one day I was driving up to a house with one of my technicians and it was a really big house and beautiful property. and, And my technician said, man, that guy knows some answers to some problems. And, and I know I've talked about this in the past, but still it kind of fits in this posi- in this uh, podcast where he knew how to solve bigger problems. Therefore, he had bigger successes. Um, also, he talks about, you know, if you want any real change to happen in your life, you you have to understand that you're wrong about something. And that's kind of a profound thought that you're you're if you want something to change, you've got to admit that you're wrong about something. And a lot of people do not like to do that or they can't figure it out about themselves. But. One is to give up the constant need to be right. I have a, a, a couple of friends of mine, people that work with me, and I've actually given this advice to them because the constant need to be right, I I find it to be a lot more in men than women. Men are really wired to feel like they have to be right a lot, all the time, and that can make you miserable because it can make you want to fight things, it can make you just argumentative it can make you miserable when other people aren't listening to you or they don't you you know you kind of start to look down on people i drove earlier this week to look at a business in another state i found out this this um this gentleman was going to sell a business that's in line with one of mine and so i went down there i drove to see him and uh Right off the bat, he comes out and just starts telling me how bad the business is. He, he wants to take one part of his business and keep it, and he wanted to give work with me about taking the other part of the business. And all he did was run down his employees. All he did was talk about how you can't get good people. He literally called them names, disparaging names about how terrible they are. And nobody did it like he did it. Nobody was as great of a technician as he ever was. And you just can't get those people anymore. And it was nothing but bragging about how great he was and how terrible everybody else was. And I'm like, are you trying to, wa- do you want me to buy this business or do you want me to run from it? Because the way you talk about it, who who on earth would want to get in? And he's like, well, you don't want me to sugarcoat it, do you? And I said, no, not sugarcoat it. But my goodness, I mean, you know, I run a similar business and I love it. I love my people. I think I've got brilliant people and I have, you know, I, I can't wait to try to grow it to have more of those people. And this guy just can't wait to get away from because, again, constant need to be right. He was always right and everybody else was always wrong. So try to give that up you know again look at your life for any you know really significant change you you are wrong about something there's something in there that you're wrong about especially if you're miserable if you're miserable day after day i promise you there's something in your life that you're wrong about and you need to you might need to ask friends you might need to get therapy you might in, in my business you need to get coaching you need to get consultation you need to go places. You need to open yourself up for, you know, some some other people to say, hey, you know what? You're wrong about this or you're wrong about that. I've been wrong about so many things in business. And and you know what? Almost your whole reality right now, when you look forward 50 or 100 years, we'll look back and talk about how wrong we were about almost everything. You know, just think about you know, the differences in science and medicine and all the, you know, food and and how different we think about now versus, you know, when you look at some of those old cigarette commercials and those cigarette ads about how healthy this was for you and how this helped your life and that was bad for you. And now we find out that that's wrong. Well, guess what? We're probably wrong about a lot of stuff right now that we are for sure we're right about, but we're wrong. But we have to take our best information that we have and we have to do, you know, do good with it. Try to do the best we can with it, with the information we've got. But always be open to changing your information and always be open, open to learning new information. That's why I'm a big fan of reading books. I'm always learning new. And what I think today is going to be different than what I think in two years. And hopefully I'm always moving forward. Uh, but if you're not, obviously, if you listen to podcasts, you're open for change and and new thoughts. So good for you. But that has to be constant, you know, and and again, look back again, hopefully most of you are happy and life is great. And you just want just a little bit more, just a little bit better. But if you're in a bad place, you need to look at look around and know what what is really wrong. Now it's easy for me to sit here and say, "Well, you need to change it." I'm not I'm not saying that's easy. I'm just saying you need to identify it, which is the first part of making change. Um, I identified that I'm not a good I was not a good leader. I identified that I needed to read books. I needed to go to leadership courses. I talk about my friend Larry Winget quite a bit. And before I was a good leader, I felt like he was a good leader. And what he talked about was at least what I wanted to talk about if I was going to be a good leader. So I literally would, you know, get his audios and play them to my people and say, hey, this is, this is what we, this is good stuff. This is where we need to go. I would then start going to different conferences and being around people that were, good leaders or had leadership skills that I wanted, and I started to implement those things. You know, just like I talked about, you know, going to these conferences and coming back and implementing. You know, the first thing you can do is implement through policy. As leadership, you don't have to be the bad person. If you struggle with, you know, trying to be a good person and trying to lead through being a good guy or a good woman, and but people aren't listening, use policies to help you lead use, create something that everybody agrees with. They might not all agree with Let me back up. Create a policy that has to get a certain result that we all agree on, that we, we need this as a business. And then what are the consequences? How is this implemented? Who's responsible? And ultimately, you know, what's the price to pay if you don't follow the procedure? Then you're not the bad person then it's fair then you don't you've got a leg to stand on when you you know deploy the policy but policies have helped me with leadership as much as anything and then you know one other thing on leadership is is really just caring about the people i think you know if you go and talk to my people one of the main things that they know is how much i do care about them and i will help them when i can as long as it's not a black hole, as long as, you know, I'm, when I do give, I get back. Like they, they're reciprocal. I, you know, when I try to do good for them, they try to do good back. The the bad ones are when you try to do good for somebody and they don't do good back. That's, that's tough. That's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I will always try first and if they, yeah, I know a lot of people get jaded when they try to help employees, and then I hear them say, "I'm not helping them anymore." They, you know, they always do this or always do that, and that's that to me is on the employee. If I do right and they and they don't do right, that says more about them than it does me. You know, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna always give. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna support. And if you and if you come back and, and do something to me then that's on you but if i never gave if I never helped then that says something about me and it says something about my you know my heart and, and and who I am so i'm gonna give first i'm gonna i'm gonna support I'm gonna give and then if you burn me I, you know I may give one more time and may try to help but then after that i just i can't help you you know you're not we're not on the same you know, wavelength to, to, to growing. But I myself have been helped by some people in my life that have, you know, when I was in, in going through a bad time in my business, you know, I've had some friends and mentors. One of mine is John Meredith and, you know, he knew I was going through a bad time in business and I barely knew him. And, uh, you know, he developed some products and he said, well, backing up, I just met him. I was at a conference and I was, I, I knew that if I, well, when I checked into the hotel, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to check out because my credit card wasn't going to work. I was, I was that broke that I, I was really scared of the, how expensive the, the hotel bill was going to be and if my credit card was going to work or not to get out of there. And you know, while I'm there, no one knows this. You don't tell people that. You're just trying to scrimp by. And he had won some money at a roulette table or a blackjack or something. He had $250 in his hand of like $25 coins or $25 chips. And he just proceeded to walk around. And when he would see somebody he knew, he'd, he'd put a $25 chip in their hand or in their pocket as he's talking to them. And I thought, wow, I'm, I am—I can barely get out of here. I can—I'm worried about eating, you know, the, just drinking water and barely surviving every day. And he's just giving away money, and—and and he's being blessed by it, and people are very receptive to him. And he just couldn't wait to give it away. And the more I've known him, the more that's truly what he—he he does, and—and and, he—it it comes back, you know, tenfold. And so. I, I always want to, as a leader, I want to be the highest level leaders give the most. And I've never been hurt. I shouldn't say I've never been hurt. I rarely get hurt by giving all my information and giving whatever I've got the best of me. I'm going to give it away because it doesn't do me any good to keep it. It definitely doesn't do me any good to try to like hold on to things and shield them and say, I know this and I'm not going to share it with people because, you know, I had to learn it the hard way. Or if I tell them they might, you know, get ahead of me or might beat me or whatever. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe that's how we're wired. I don't believe that system works. I believe if you know something, share it. If you know something, help people. If you can help them, always help them. And that says more about you. And you'll be happy, right? You'll be happier trying to help than you'll be happy trying to guard and you know protect what you've got. You know that's that to me is as a terrible way to is try to live life. It's a terrible way to lead. I've seen several businesses collapse when the when the owner is like that and they just try to guard and hide and they don't let the employees. They're not transparent. And nobody wants to work around those people. Nobody will follow them. They'll follow people that are open and transparent and vulnerable. So that's my lesson for today. That's my leadership lesson. You know, be a Buffalo. You know, get in there. Go right at the problems the best you can. Figure out what your problems are. You know, figure out what if, you know, what do you really need to fix in your life? What do you really need to change in your life? And what are you wrong about? What are you wrong about that you're sure you're right about? You're 1,000% sure you're right, but you're wrong. You might need to ask people. You might need to, heck, ask me. Send me a message. Send me an email. Mark at markstoner.com, and and I'll answer it or I'll, I'll talk about it. So that's my time. That's the podcast. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.